In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my spiritual mentors used to like to tease me for being a college student. I met him back in the, uh, in the early 70s, and um, he himself had become a born-again Christian the year I was born, in 1951. Gives you an idea of how old I am. And um, he would remark, make witty remarks about various kinds of things. And for example, when uh, someone would be described in his company as a self-made man, he would uh, humorously remark something like, now there goes the result of unskilled labor. So things like that would come out of his mouth. And uh, that always reminded me of a New Yorker cartoon that I saw back, back in the day uh, of a plumber in a boiler room with lots of uh, tubes and pipes and ducts uh, with uh, fixtures tied around them, bandages and cloths and so on. And, uh, but they were all leaking. Water was leaking out everywhere and gushing forth. And the caption read, now I will go be a plumber of men's souls. Well, this script, this scenario of unskilled labor, of uh, plumbing people's souls when you can hardly fix a leak, um, connects with our collect appointed for this fifth Sunday in Lent. Our collect appointed that, uh, that describes what it's like for us, especially in our Lenten perspective, to be not quite skilled enough, not quite effective enough to pull off managing affairs and circumstances. As the collect reads, Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. We're not very good at being plumbers of each other's souls nor even with our own lives being skilled laborers. In so many ways we cry out, especially in this Lenten season, for, for rescue, for resource, for a higher power. Even the colic we had a few Sundays ago on the third Sunday of Lent strikes this theme. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. This powerlessness is a Lenten theme, and uh, we have been going through a year of facing into our own powerlessness as a people. We've become a kind of byword among the nations, to use that biblical phrase, uh, in terms of our susceptibility to failure, to mismanagement, uh, in spite of our technical know-how, in spite of our can-do pride as a nation, as a people. We have been humbled uh, by this failure to, to rescue our fellow citizens, each other, from the pandemic scourge that's, uh, that's upon us. Repentance, confession, might yield to something even more a connecting among us, a kind of generosity, a kind of uh, grace, forbearance with one another, knowing that we are collectively in this uh, Lenten mode of inability, of powerlessness, of, of lack of effective skill. Even this recent legislative action by our Congress 
to provide pandemic legislation to rescue us. Um, it's effective, yes, that we, that we were able to accomplish uh, something of, of major significance, but at the same time it reminds us of how dependent we are, um, how we are all caught in this web of, uh, of neediness, of, um, of ineffectiveness, of need, the need to be rescued. And uh, I'm reminded here of that expression by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he remarked that we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. That's not just our national experience, but it's a global experience, something which we could always have affirmed globally, but now is materially, physically, abundantly evident. It's the sense of pathos there that I hear in our scriptures appointed for today, uh, especially in the reading from the epistle, uh, the reading from the epistle to the Hebrews, in which we hear that in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard as he learned obedience through what he suffered. There's a kind of pathos here that our Savior shares with us and shared with us in his great travail uh, as he walked his Lenten path, his journey to being lifted up, as the Gospel reading says, if I'd be lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. But what else did he say? Notice the other remark in that gospel reading. When he heard a voice, when the crowd around him heard a voice, a thundering voice, and our Lord interpreted it as a voice from heaven and said, now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. I think in this season of pandemic, in this Lenten season, as we approach uh, the Easter resurrection celebration, we can also look at our unruly wills and their connection to the ruler of this world who needs to be driven out. The way in which we are implicated, complicit, connected to the ruler of this world as the ruler of chaos as the ruler of dissension and conflict and, uh, and pitting people against one another so that good things cannot be accomplished. How are our unruly wills and affections tied in with the ruler of this world so that in his being driven out, we too can be released from that captivity, released to belong to one another in a web of mutuality, of generosity, grace, and hospitality toward one another. That's our Lenten journey. What is it that we need to renounce? What affections do we need to replace and redirect so that we might be resurrection people, saved and rescued for new life and new creation? And what will this new creation look like? I propose that it will be a new generosity among us, that as we have become increasingly aware of the ways in which we are challenged 
uh, with our unruly wills and affections to belong to one another in a web of mutuality, that we will begin to grant each other grace, forbearance, slack, and a willingness to uh, yield to one another, uh, to make space for one another, to be finding our own path, to be finding ways different from our own, uh, to belong, to connect, um, to find ways to new life and restoration, that we will be able to grant one another that kind of generosity, that kind of forbearance, that kind of leniency. That's what new life could look like on the other side of our challenges uh, in this Lenten year, this pandemic year. And I invite us to, to walk that path, to explore that possibility as we complete our Lenten journey, that our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found amid the swift and varied changes of the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen.